This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right, you. By supporting us at patreon.com slash says who, your $1 and $2 and $5 and $10 and all the dollars help us make all of this happen. Plus, we send cool things to you in return. Not just through your ears, but through your mailbox. Like snakes. No, like snakes. Not like, like snake. No snakes. There's no we snakes. Send you snakes. I pack every single thing that we send, and we have never sent anyone a snake. But just snakes. No snakes. Patreon.com slash says who. No it's snakes. snakes. <sighs> Hello. I am Maureen Johnson. You can watch. Let it snow on Netflix right now. Also, holidays are coming up. Maybe you need presents. How about a book gift? Truly Devious. It's a paperback. It's like seven bucks. You could just just scoop up a whole couple of them and then just drive down the street like Santa and just wing them at people like, have a book, have a book. Ah! People are like, ah! <laughs> and you're like, happy holidays. Ah! Truly Devious. And hi, I'm Dan. You are potentially listening to this surreptitiously while sitting at the Thanksgiving table. And perhaps there is discussion about the impeachment happening. And perhaps you would like to be caught up with what has been happening and what will be happening in what is going to be a rather lengthy impeachment hearing situation. Go to impeachment.fyi and I will send you an email every day except for Thanksgiving Day and probably the couple of days after that because I have a family that would like to see me sometimes. Impeachment.fyi. Get impeachment news and keep me locked in the basement. Do you want to hear a song? Mm Mm-hmm. Daniel is sitting tonight in the rain. He's got impeachment stuff on his brain. Oh, and I can see Daniel starting to cry. God, it looks like Daniel must be impeachment.fy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good, right? Holy cow. I just did that. Man. Right a little Thanksgiving cup. miracle right there. That was pretty good, huh? A little turkey fairy came in and just delivered that right up. God, it looks like Daniel. It's just impeachment.fyi. Impeachment.fyi. The FYI. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Yeah, I'll get a couple of those, uh, hey kid, like a turkey legs. Hello. Like they have at the Ren Fair. I want a couple of those. We don't, we don't have those big, those aren't a thing that we sell. Right. You should know uh, that by now. It's Thanksgiving though. So it's, I'm ordering from the Thanksgiving menu. Doesn't, there isn't one. Okay. Uh, uh, I got. Hold on, let me get this piece of paper here. I've got everybody's order on it. Let's see here. Uh, Pence wants uh, vanilla pain. You have a vanilla pain? I don't. I don't know what the is that like a window pain or like hurt? No, I think it's like hurt. I think it's like 
he just said vanilla pain. So it's uh, not right. That's not food. I don't Could think. I just get, get that in a cup. I don't. I don't know what even what it would. All we right. have a vanilla shake. Can you make it painful? Usually. All right, great. I'll take one of those. Uh, Pompeo just wants a bucket. So do you have a bucket? Okay. We don't. We aren't a chicken place, but we do have a very large cup. All right, we'll take that. He's he'll be happy with that. He'll, he'll play with that. Um, okay. Mayor, Kellyanne just wants the glass with dipping sauce. We could probably make that happen. Okay. Hey, kid. Yeah. So I got to spend my holidays with these people. Uh, they're not coming out. It's we're all in the bunker because of the hearings. I don't. He keeps he keeps calling it the coup. Just that's not what it is. Oh, I know that. You know that, kid. And that's what he calls it, though. He just shouting fake news, coup. You know, because it's bad enough sometimes. Perhaps uh, Thanksgiving with the relatives talking about Trump. Now imagine having to spend it with him. Yeah, I don't that. want to imagine that. Actually, no. I'd rather no. if you just placed your order and drove through. Well, I'm trying to place my order, kid, because this is uh, I... this is for, uh, okay. for us for the. Uh, I'll take a Thanksgiving Whopper uh, with extra not... stuffing. None of those things. Uh, pumpkin shake. And, no. Uh, uh, good glad tidings for all persons and peace on earth and uh, and a stable democracy. Uh, None of those are food items. Welcome to Sithero, the podcast that isn't a podcast. Wow, it's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I'm Murray Jotard. What is going on? I was trying to jazz it up, Dan, for the holiday. Wow, that was some Thanksgiving jazzy. Yeah, was something. I don't know what it was. You Murray Johnson, they... where are you right now? You know how they say, have a jazzy Thanksgiving. Well, have a jazzy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sit in the dark, Dan. You know why? In the dark? Yeah. Why? Forgot to turn the light on. Oh, well, that seems easily remedied. I know. It seems pedestrian when you say it like that, Dan. I'm going to go over here and turn on a light. I'm in Philadelphia, Dan. Sit in the dark. Down here with my dog. You know, for the holiday. For jazzy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Trying to find this light switch, Dan. You know when you go to a different place, you have to find all the light switches? Yeah, you know what I'm good. talking about. Isn't this the house you grew up in? Well. Did they did they rewire it at some point? Ah, uh, you know. You know how it is, Dan. Yeah, it's it, super weird. I moved out, and then they rewired, and now all the light switches are behind cabinets. Did, you, uh, did I ever tell you about the story about the one time I came down to visit and I stopped a giant fire? No. Yeah. My parents built, uh, like, an extension... And weirdly, they and they got the room rewired one day, and my mom just happened to tell me, oh, and this is where the breakers are. You just heard me zipper up my bag so my dog doesn't eat my stuff in my purse. And uh, 
I was like, okay, I'll never need to know that. And then later that day, I was just sitting there on the sofa, and then I heard a loud pop, and then smoke and a finger of flame leapt out of the wall, and then a black line started to run and appear. And what that was was the the wiring catching on fire. Oh, God. And I, like, jumped out of my seat and threw the breaker within about 20 seconds. And if I hadn't, basically the whole the whole back of the house would have burned out. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Well, says Huvians, if there are stories of almost burning down your childhood home, you must be at the says who Thanksgiving special. That's right. We're glad you're here. Dan, I could not be more excited about this week's episode because usually we're here to talk about the news or to process the news. Oh, but this week, Oh no! This week, Dan. I don't. Uh, I don't want to we'll sp- get there. We'll I don't want to get there in a moment. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but uh, this week, Dan has delivered. Oh boy! Well, first, do- Maureen Johnson, you oh. are in Philadelphia for Thanksgiving. I am here at my home in Chicago. I have two giant turkey legs currently curing. So that I can make Disney World style turkey legs, smoked turkey legs tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving. We're going to be joined this episode, Maureen, by Helen Rosner. Lovable food writer Helen Rosner is coming to our Says Who Thanksgiving. But before we get to that, and before Maureen Johnson, we get to the, the thing. The thing. Oh my God, you guys. Before we get to that, I just need to talk about Says Who You for a second. All right, all right. Says Who You, for those of you unfamiliar, is an initiative that we launched this fall where you take a little bit of time away from screens and do things for the joy of it, for the pleasure of it, or simply to be away from the news for a little bit. And uh, a lot of folks go to Facebook at slash groups slash says Whovians to share their says who you and Maureen Johnson yesterday was a banner day in the says who Facebook group because somebody spent their says who you having a Thanksgiving themed photo shoot with their guinea pigs. (laughs) And it was amazing. Janice, who is the the moderator of the group, sent a alert out to our family group chat, being like, "There are guinea pigs in a photo shoot happening," and says, "Who right now?" They're in a little I like pie pan. About that, oh I think God. there's like a little turkey background behind them. That's how you know. That's how you know we have a good group of people. Involved in this oh, podcast, always Maureen known. Johnson. I've always known. When they're sharing photos of their guinea pigs having a little fall fiesta. <sighs> Dan. Oh, my dog Dex just That's jumped. Dexy. She, yeah, she's here. Um, She loves it down here in Philly because where we live, there are birds and geese. And she can look out. The, she doesn't get to look out the windows much at home. I mean, we have windows, but you just sort of see... You're like sky up in the sky. Building. Yeah, yeah we, we live kind of high up. So there's not a lot she can see. And here, she can stand up on her hind legs and look out the window and see there's 
my mom has tons of bird feeders. So birds fly in all day and squirrels. At night, there are raccoons. There's Canadian geese that come in. I mean, she just loves it. So she's always on patrol. She's like going from window to window, making sure the neighbors are where they're supposed to be and the squirrels are where they're supposed to be. So she's doing her job. I'm really proud of her. Dan, we need to get to it because says who? I have been sitting on this for days and I cannot take it anymore. I am so excited. <laughs> All right. I, All I right. Can't even, you guys, we have says who? We have a, you need to get a sound effect for this. Says who? Breaking news. We have an exclusive. One of those really, really dramatic news themes. This is a says who exclusive. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Dan. It is. We, I feel like we need to back up just a little bit. A few episodes ago, Maureen, both you and I were quite taken with news reports that Rudy Giuliani was thinking about starting an impeachment podcast. And specifically, we really hoped that we could either produce his podcast or at least record the official after show. And so we hatched a plan to procure a, well, to first procure Rudy Rudy Giuliani's phone number and then to procure a burner phone and propose this idea to him. And it may have sounded like a joke on the podcast, but it was deadly serious. It was, it was something. <laughs> it was something. So I did we catch people up on the, bur- I think we catched people up on the burner phone side of the equation, which is, uh, it turns out that Burner phones, if you if you were a fan of the television series The Wire, burner phones factored in uh, to that, you know, cheap, semi-disposable cell phones that specifically have disposable phone numbers. Um, you buy, you know, a, 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 f- a phone with minutes inside it already and uh, you pay in cash and then you can't trace that phone number. That is no longer a thing that you can do. So... Uh, but thankfully, we live in the age of an app called Burner, which does all of the things that a burner phone does, but it's just a $5 a month subscription. Uh, so I signed up for Burner, and uh, I then reached out to some people who will remain nameless, and I was able to procure three phone numbers for Rudy Giuliani. With the large caveat from, from the person that gave them yeah, to a heart me, attack while you're telling the story. That uh that they they don't know which one is current and that he switches phone numbers quite f- frequently. So I sent a text not long after that. I think this was right when the hearings began. Um sort of just I, I actually don't have a record of that text anymore, but it was something to the effect of like, hey, you want to do a podcast? I do podcasts. Let's do a podcast. And I got no response. And then it's like a day later, I sent another one like just same same level of, you know, dumb shittery. And nothing. And then I sent a third a few hours after that. And then I got a response that just said, who is this? 
And I think that's when I DM'd you, right? Being like, I don't know what to do now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, talk to him. It was like you'd, you'd, it's like you had decided to try and ask someone on a date that you didn't think was ever going to reply. And they were like, and they did. And, and you just, yeah, you seem genuinely stunned. Well, it was one of those things where it suddenly dawns on you like, oh, shit. He's asking, who is this? Do I actually want to tell, like, up until this point, yes, a burner phone number is fine. It does does what it needs to do. It is untraceable. But as soon as I say who I am, I am no longer untraceable, fake phone number or not. And I guess um, we should clarify that the man you're talking to is former mayor Rudy Giuliani, currently the president's private lawyer, who is a, who is doing deals with him or for him on his behalf in Ukraine and to potentially try to, you know, throw the 2020 election and he might be under indictment soon and his friends have been arrested. And what you're saying is, do you want to be in this guy's phone? (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I had a moment of worry. And so I responded without saying who I was and he went to ground. He never responded to that. I was like, God damn it. I've chickened out. And it was, oh. I think, right around that point that a few different people, oh, Dexy's squeaking away. Dexy's excited the about fox. this story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> she she knows the right time to get Mr. Squeaky Fox out. <laughs> Everything has happened while we have been making this podcast. Like every single noise, every single substance. It's just, sorry. Go. Keep so, talking, Dan. So it was right around this point where a few different people posted screen grabs to Twitter of them basically like prank calling via text Rudy Giuliani. So like his phone number was out there and I was just like, ah, I didn't like I did not shoot my shot. And this phone number is going to dry up, you know, like, why would he keep this phone number open if other people are now pranking him on it? Why? Um, Why? Yeah. And so I gave up. Right. And uh, the plus, I got very busy with impeachment FYI and keeping track of all of the uh, hearings and everything like that. And then uh, the hearings wrapped up last week and I was laying in bed and I decided, wait a second, I can burn the phone number that I texted Rudy on and I can start anew because that's one of the features of Burner. You can just kill a number and get a new number. So it was 11.21 p.m., and I sent Rudy a text on a, on a brand new phone number. So fresh, he has no history of this number. Oh and it just says, one question, Rudy. Why were you all risking so much on Joe Biden? He never in a million years was going to win the nomination, yet you have all the, yet, <clears throat> yet you've put the presidency at risk over him. Why bother? And then a a second text right after that just says, I can't imagine a less threatening person to run against than Biden. Why expend so much energy, burn so many people and put so much at risk over him? Right. And this is a question that I I have asked myself a lot. And I just threw it out into the ether at 11 o'clock at night. You just checked it out into the universe. Yeah. Of course, no response. Right. The next morning, I am getting my kid ready for school. I think I got back from that. 
Janice went out on a run. And I noticed a notification icon pop up on my phone that I did not recognize. I'm like, what is this? And then it's like, oh, that's the burner app. What? And then there is a response. <laughs> there is compelling evidence that he bribed slash extorted the president of Ukraine. His crimes ignored does permanent damage that does the per- that does to the credibility of the U.S., particularly in dealing with corruption. We must be able to show we can prosecute Democrats on the same basis as Republicans. You guys, this is an exclusive. <laughs> what the fuck? That's also deeply crazy, but okay. So yeah. now, now we've I think moved that, on. I think I then DM'd you. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You're like, what do I do? What do I do? And I, once I read it, I kind of read it. I, I danced around my apartment for a couple minutes. I got the squeaky fox. Give me this. <laughs> Give me squeaky fox. And I lost my mind. So <laughs> just to unpack this for one second. Is this the narrative? Had that narrative yet entered the 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 mainstream? Is that he was trying to blackmail Ukraine, the president of the Ukraine? I don't know that that is if that is still Even, in the actual narrative right now. So we might actually have an exclusive. Well, I mean, except that it's just fucking the rubber glue shit that they always do, because literally all of this hearing was about President Trump attempting to bribe the president of the Ukraine. Right. So it's like, who knows what fucking looking glass we're through. And what happened next? So I respond. I say, why set up a skunk works outside the normal channels for this? You can't really demonstrate what you're saying if it's all happening off books. Again, not expecting a response, Maureen Johnson. Because why the fuck would you respond? (laughs) It makes no sense to respond. But quickly, who is this? You seem to have no real understanding of the importance of the evidence here in to the defense of the president or vindicating the equal administration of justice as part of the president's Article 2, Section 3 responsibilities. But any further communication will be based on your identifying yourself. I can't breathe. So did you, Dan? So I decided, fuck it. Responded, Dan Sinker, independent journalist. Why get the aid all tied into this? Seems messy. Rudy responds. I can't believe this this is is about evidence. (laughs) This is about evidence to defend him from my point of view. And for him, his responsibility to take care that laws affecting the highest levels of two government, two governmental are fully executed and not corrupt. Art two, sec three, U.S. const. That's just gibberish. Yes. I I ask again, but why hold up the aid if it's about defending the president? Exposed him to exactly the attacks we're now seeing. He says, no one held up aid. No one. There was and are no conditions. President's statement was unequivocal. And I'm assuming he's referring to the statement that Gordon Sondland testified to where he asked the president now granted this is after word that the aid has already been held up is has is out 
right? It's been reported on. Gordon Sondland asks him and he says, I don't want anything. There's no quid pro quo. I just want, I believe, I believe the full quote is, I, I want nothing. I want nothing. No quid pro quo. I just want Zelensky to do the right thing, which, come on. Right. Not, not something people say. Yeah. But anyway, he's saying there was there, no one held up aid. And I say, wait, the statement was made while aid was already being held up. So then he responds, this is ridiculous. Identify yourself properly. Otherwise, this is a waste of time. This is a coup based on an entirely normal conversation interpreted by those who are driven by bias. Then he responds again. I had nothing to do with aid. And it had nothing to do with meetings or investigations. Even confused Sondland said he never heard anyone say it. Prez me or anyone else. So read transcript because I do. This is last communication since you have not explained who you are and your question suggests superficial knowledge of transcript. Also, he capitalizes T on transcript every time. There is simply no evidence of a connection, but surmise contradicted by direct testimony. Surmise is inadmissible. Direct evidence is not. Thank you. I hope you understand very busy and must communicate where it gives some chance of productivity and balance. Very busy. (laughs) Very busy. So busy. So busy that he's exchanging incredibly long, weird, detailed text messages with someone he does not know to a phone number that he has no record of ever communicating with before. Have we heard Confuse Sondland as one of these nicknames yet? No, no, we have not. That's a new one. I'm wondering if that's about to come down the pipeline. Is this the first appearance of Confuse Sondland? Oh, Maureen Johnson. I've, I've, I've I've hit the number a couple of times since, and he does not, he does not reply anymore. You want to, Dan? Start a new number. (laughs) (laughs) That's clearly. Just just do a new number. Just do it. Oh, God. Maureen Johnson. Why is is the president's personal attorney Mm -hmm. replying to text messages? I think it's the same reason he texted the other day something that just said, truth alert, you know, if anything happens to me, I'm going to release this information that I say I have uh, that I want released anyway, but doesn't exist. Then I cannot believe we have an exclusive bit of news. <laughs> I don't know that it's news, well, but it's, it's definitely an exclusive. It's an exclusive. Dan talked to Ru- Dan takes it with Rudy Giuliani, and Giuliani uh, told him that the that Biden was attempting to corrupt Ukraine and. <laughs> It's fucking so stupid. I it is up, so stupid. Maureen. The article two, section three, just there's a bunch of stuff in there, but the only one that applies is like president must, you know, see to it that laws are obeyed, which is not really yeah. Trump's strong suit, but that's also does not apply to Ukraine. Mm-mm. No, has has the U.S. Constitution has no applicability in the in Ukraine at all. No, it doesn't. It's. I cannot stress enough how fucking madness it is. Oh, Dexy is trying to eat this. Hold on. I got to. Come here. Give me this. Give it to me. Don't eat that. Don't. I got to climb over here, Dad. Don't eat that. Come here. Don't eat that. Give it to me. Give it to me. Ugh. 
or professional news organization, Dan. Just talk to him again when he's a little drunk. <laughs> oh, God. Text him. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I do don't it. know. Dan. I don't know, Maureen. Dan, do it. He is about to get, he is he is moments away. He's drunk. From he's being got his phone. Indicted. Dan, just do it. Not doing it right now. Not Come doing on. it right now. Eight, Not eight, doing nine, it right now because tonight. Maureen Johnson, it we are on the eve of Thanksgiving. We have a table to set. We have appetizers to get in the oven. And we have a guest who's probably on her way. Yeah, she's probably on her way. Right now. All with right. A, with a main course. We got to get to it, Maureen. It's All time. Right. It's time for a very... Mary says to Thanksgiving. Kate Morning, do you have the are you making the are you making the little decorative napkins? Uh, I am making a little fortress out of forks over here. It's called a fortress. And I'm just gonna Range okay, this well then I'm gonna do here. I'm gonna do the napkins. Right I'm gonna here. make them all look like ghosts. Okay. All right. This ju- need... just sort of just means a blob of a. Oh, oh wait, that's oh. the doorbell. Okay, go get it. Oh. Hey, Helen. Hi. Am I late? Ha- no, no, you're right on time. We were just finishing getting the table dressed. Yeah, oh. I, and Dan was getting it haunted, and I was making a fork dress. How beautiful. I hate a naked table. I really do prefer when it's dressed. So this I is, know. I feel so welcomed into your well-dressed table-filled home. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Helen Rosner. Happy Thanksgiving, Dan Sinker. And uh, what's this? You brought out some food with you. I did. I brought you a poorly cooked turkey. Oh, yeah. Is it kind of pink inside? It might be. It might mm. be. I don't know. I, I dredged this one up from my, so, you know, um, I have this weird inability to remember anything about my childhood. Um, and I was recently asking my dad about memorable Thanksgiving memories, I guess, you know, like let me mine my life for content. And he reminded me of something I'd completely forgotten, which was a Thanksgiving dinner that we went to when I was, uh, in my early teens at, at some friends at the house of some friends who lived near us in Chicago. And, uh, they had this incredible idea to try to cook a turkey birria style by digging a hole in the backyard and filling it with hot coals and then sort of dumping the earth back in over the turkey. And um, oh no, something went horrifically wrong. And we ended up having a raw turkey for Thanksgiving, even after like 20 <laughs> hours in the ground. So I brought that for you. It was mm, thanks, like a, I guess. A dirty raw turkey. <laughs> Yeah, no, the the dangers of overly ambitious cooking without sufficient personal and cultural grounding in what you're endeavoring. The E. coli is balanced by a large amount of minerals. <laughs> yeah, it has a built-in post-Thanksgiving diet. Mmm, mm, thanks, well, this, Helen. This is <laughs> the food holiday, and you are the food expert. I, I'm one of them, sure. You, I'll take Helen. it. No, you are the... You're the, the food expert. Food expert. The only one. It's true, actually. It's true. Anybody else who has ever said that they're a food expert was um, just full of shit. Am I the only one among us that thinks that 
Thanksgiving is of the major holidays, the most trash of all of the holidays. Oh, I'm 100% with you. I'm going to need both of you to explain this to me because I love Thanksgiving profoundly with my heart. And I also love trash things. I mean, I'm not trying to say that you can't love trash, but no, it has literally never occurred to me that this is a trash holiday. Please ruin Thanksgiving for me. Yes. Oh. My general feeling is you have one of two choices. One is either to kind of be stuck with family that maybe you don't want to be stuck with. The other is sort of a found friend thing, which is wonderful, but um, you could do that anytime. And there's all this pressure put around making this kind of set bunch of food, none of which is the best of food. And uh, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of it. it. At my house, we have sort of practiced extreme alternative Thanksgivings for many years now. Such as? Our big thing is that we usually call it Thanksgiving, and we usually just play board games all day. Okay, that's and great. W- and uh, while we will agree to the basic bounds of turkey-based dishes, we have not... I don't think we have made a turkey in a decade or so. It's been a lot of tacos. It's been a lot of that sort of thing. I think that sounds wonderful. Uh, I am I am currently curing two gigantic turkey legs to make Disney World style turkey legs, uh, smoked <laughs> turkey legs, that then uh, we will rip up and put into mac and cheese. Okay, that sounds amazing. Everything about that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds just phenomenal. So, so far, I'm not I'm not seeing the downside of Thanksgiving. All right, I guess maybe I have a problem with the tradition version. But Maureen, I'm curious about you. Well, I think that I associate it with being kind of bored and a little cooped up. Um... Like we, I had kind of a smaller family. It was when I was a kid, we'd go to my grandmother's. There was more to it. But I think that basically I just have to tolerate this until I'd say five o'clock, six o'clock, usually like six o'clock on Thanksgiving night, at which point I bang my fist on the table and go, now is holiday season. And then I can <laughs> take out all the stuff that I actually want to be doing. So um, I also don't eat turkey and I hate football. So... I mean, I hate it. I associate football with basically being cooped up uh, against my will. I don't like short days. So it's like short days, food I can't eat, people yelling at each other while watching a sport I can't stand. So, and I'm trying to break myself free of these restrictions. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to nitpick either of your definitions of Thanksgiving, but I feel like with the exception of um, how short the days are, which like, unfortunately I can't do too much about the axial tilt of the earth. You have a lot of control over all of these things that you don't like. Like, I, I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever watched a football game on Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm not saying every Thanksgiving I've ever had has been magical and and amazing, but um, you know, I think what kind of comes to the heart of it is this, I'm going to back up on, on, on trying to tell you that your feelings are wrong because your feelings aren't wrong, but I think that there's a difference between traditions and ritual. Um, And maybe like definitionally there actually isn't, but I'm going to impose one now, which is that I think the specific traditions 
can be really stultifying and they can feel really alienating. And if you go into the history of American Thanksgiving, it's obviously deeply problematic and colonialist and violent. But the the core notion of having a ritual, no matter what the ritual is, even if the ritual is something as simple and open to interpretation as today we sit down with the people we love, is really special. And even though, you know, Dan, you said, like, you can have dinner with the people you love, you can have dinner with your chosen family anytime, and you do, hopefully. But there is something, I think, really beautiful and really nourishing about an almost externally imposed force saying, like, sure, we could do it anytime, but today is the day that we definitely do it. And we all come together, and whether we're eating tacos or we're watching anything but football Today is the day that we are all together as the sort of beautiful summer and autumn of the year tilts into the misery of darkness and winter. And we focus on feeling thankful. Well, my dog's into it. I feel Dexy's like feeling it. Dexy agrees with every word I'm saying. He knows. Well, we've See, this down is to... why you are the only yeah. food person. But that's this not about the only food. one. The thing that is interesting as you are talking is I am realizing kind of the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving at my house is actually something that I totally enjoy. Uh, But I think of it in opposition of real Thanksgiving and thus like, quote unquote, real Thanksgiving. But I'm probably not giving myself enough credit uh, in that process. I mean, I think you can find... Um, I mean, I, I, a lot of us certainly do, like you can find a lot of happiness in rejecting things, you know? And, um, I, I also, you know, a friend of mine said many years ago, and I've thought about this forever. So I'm Jewish and I grew up Jewish and we didn't celebrate Christmas. And she, she said almost offhandedly, like, you know, growing up Jewish, like when you're a kid, one of the biggest ways that you define your identity as Jewish is we don't celebrate Christmas. And it's a super weird, like negative identity. It's like, oh, that thing all of you were doing, I don't do that. And it's equal parts feeling really left out and also feeling really smug. Um, yeah. And that's really powerful. And I, I, as soon as she said it, I both recognize my childhood self in it, but I also see so much of my current self with so many other things. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally awesome to be like, fuck Thanksgiving, I do it my way. And a core tenet of my personal Dan Sinker Thanksgiving is this element of fuck your normie Thanksgiving. That's great. Just embrace it. I like what you're, I like what you're laying down. And I think I plan on doing that each year. And then I kind of get busy and go, oh, fuck it. What do we do? And also I'm married to an English guy, so they don't even do it. So he doesn't care. So it's like, it's entirely on me to kind of reinvent the wheel if I want to do so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think also at the same time, if like you're not into Thanksgiving, this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I promise despite cutting all my sentences off halfway, they have conclusions. Um, whenever I have had to write about Thanksgiving, which pretty reliably is every single year, um, and, you know, <laughs> writing about Thanksgiving is the bane of every food writer's existence because just sort of every July you have to start being like, well, like fucking hell, how am I going to get people excited oh, about this meal again? Um, but the thing that I always come back to over and over again, and I think a little bit of this is because I'm just sort of like a cheerful nihilist. And a little bit of this is because I think that 
Thanksgiving gets this very strange cultural um, trappings of like this massive, super important meal that you have to plan out three days ahead, et cetera, et cetera, which you super don't is it's just a stupid meal. Like it's just dinner and it doesn't have to be good and it doesn't have to be important. And if it isn't great or if it doesn't create super important, lasting, deep, resonant memories, that's totally fine. Like it can be special if you want it to be, and it can be special if it turns out to be special. But if you're just like, eh, whatever, it's okay. It's just dinner. You have it every other day. Helen, you're so freeing. Like you're just so right on. God, why isn't Helen just involved in everything, Dan? I don't understand. Why isn't Helen just in charge? I'm good with that. Me too. Helen, you're in charge now. Terrific. You know what's on the menu this year? You know what's on the menu? What? Peaches and mint. That's right. Mm -mm -mm. Peach mint dinner. (laughs) Really? Oh, my God. You didn't have to laugh at that, Helen. You didn't have to You're laugh. You're fired. You're totally, I'm in charge, right? You're fired. You're yeah. fired from All the right. show. That's fair. A, fr- a friend of mine, uh, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and a friend of mine stopped by, and he had special ordered Japanese Kit Kats, which I love. Kit Kats, British Kit Kats specifically. Japanese Kit Kats get a little wild like these, which were peach mint Kit Kats. I would eat the shit out of those. I would eat the shit out of those. They I were have a, wild tasting, but I did appreciate that he gave. I got impeachment Kit Kats for my birthday. Were they were they like produced as an intentional pun, or were they actually? No, just like, they're fully Japanese. Just they're the Japanese Kit Kats are a oh yeah wild flavor hole that you can descend down forever. And I'm sure I'm not telling you anything that you didn't already know. But no, these were definitely not produced in Japan as a funny play on words they just happen to exist it Someone is a weird like, flavor this is combination a legit flavor that i'm gonna create a chocolate facsimile of and wrap yeah. wafer cookies in it that yeah it kind like... of tasted like eating two flavors of toothpaste at once <laughs> <laughs> oh you're really selling it they were gr- addictive though the first oh, one I was like this is weird and then it was like i need a second one to see if this is actually weird and then you eat the second one and you're like still seems a little weird but maybe on the-. and then you were suddenly like i'm through the bag yep i'd eat that yeah i can i've i've been on that journey yeah but helen a lot of people this particular holiday season may be sitting around tables with family members who love trump and then they're going to be sitting there trying to keep themselves from putting a fork into their eye. So do you have any advice for how to handle those moments around this table of festivity? I mean, you could dissociate. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, don't. I don't think that's ever, ever been offered as, as advice before. And I find it very <laughs> exciting. Just. Have you considered just dissociating? (laughs) (laughs) Just cultivate an ability to detach yourself from your sense of reality and hang out. Um, No, I have no advice. I should, I, I, um, you know, I feel like as, as you have sort of noted, I have a fairly laissez-faire attitude towards like what you serve at Thanksgiving and your emotional relationship to holidays and, 
do whatever the hell you want kind of stuff. But I, I, um, I am very fortunate not to have any of the people that I share Thanksgiving with be folks who I don't largely agree with on most political issues. And, um, so I have not had to face this and I imagine it's heartbreaking and infuriating and I don't have good advice. I don't know. I don't know. Dissociating was actually pretty good at a surprisingly good advice. I mean, (laughs) I had a friend who used to have a terrible, terrible housemate and who used to just sit by his door at night after getting in fights with her boyfriend who also lived in the house and just cry and scream. And the only way he got through it was every time she tried to talk to him about the boyfriend, he would do this in his head. (laughs) And I was like, how do you live with her? And he was like, because when she tries to talk to me about that, I go in my mind. And it's actually pretty solid advice. It works. I've tried it. You can't do it out loud, but you just and then think about Trump and the fake news. And it, It'll, 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 it'll get the job done. It'll, it'll do. It'll do in a pinch. But <laughs> I like that specific, yeah. Well, the president will also be having his Thanksgiving dinner down at Mar-a-Lago this year. We, as he does every year, he, we do not have the menu, but we imagine, what do you think might be on the president's, I mean, we don't want you to, I, I realize you are a, an esteemed food reporter and I don't want you to, you know you know, talk about things you don't have, you can't verify, but do you have any guesses, Helen, on what might be on the president's Thanksgiving menu? Um, I would put large amounts of money on the fact that he's going to be eating some form of beef and Mm. some kind of potato and probably some kind of vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce on top for dessert. That sounds right to me. Dan felt strongly <laughs> that there would be a like a shrimp cocktail in there. Does he eat shrimp cocktail? Is he into that? I'm super obsessed with shrimp cocktail lately. That's like my big Thanksgiving advice to everyone is like make some shrimp cocktail because it's super easy and knocks everyone's socks off. And if Donald Trump is going to ruin shrimp cocktail for me, that's just that's another one for it's, the list. It's <laughs> definitely been on every like buffet based menu of that he has has had is a shrimp cocktail at the start but is he in fact getting them it feels 80s enough that that may fall into his flavor gamut though fish generally as we we have discussed before seems yeah i don't far outside of his no he likes well i was reading a list of the food he likes and he does like shrimp and crab he likes those too so Mm. And he does like the filet o fish. We know that. Yeah, yeah he likes, he likes fish. ketchup. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, you know, I didn't let I didn't let him ruin the wedge salad for me, so I'm not going to let him ruin the shrimp cocktail. Uh oh. Uh oh. He can't take now that. Got from some. Me. Now we have some trouble at our Thanksgiving table. I'm not. I'm not saying a word to cousin Helen. That's that old wedge salad fight. Oh no. Already. It's just, a, oh, just no. a geometric food. It's, it's what happens when you get it, to cut yourself. It's an activity. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's what you eat if you can't get any particle board. I guess just fibrous chunks of something. 
<laughs> but Maureen, what do you what do you like? What do I like? <laughs> just, yeah. just generally. <laughs> What's a food that you like? Oh, I like a lot of foods. Yeah. Um, I like more foods than I don't like. I know um, that you're still not naming any, though. Well, I need a category because there's too many foods in the world. <laughs> I, I mean, so you, okay, so you don't eat turkey. I which feel is like totally I'm watching fine. the impeachment hearings again. <laughs> I will say that Thanksgiving foods, I just, they, Aren't they again? Also, aren't some of my favorite foods? Um, yeah. Just, just like the general menu is like, if I had a choice, I would choose a different type of menu. Like, I don't like stuffing. I think stuffing is gross. Cool. Um, mashed potatoes are fine, uh, especially if they've got garlic or pesto or something in them. That makes them a lot better. Um, I do like I I get like a veg like a vegetarian roast every year and I'll eat all the roast vegetables and I love some roasted Brussels sprouts. I love I can eat buckets and buckets of cranberry sauce. Just just keep spooning that in. Um I don't like candy jams, but I prefer my yams just straight up baked. Like a baked jam with butter is a delicious perfect food. So um good. And yeah, I just don't like them oversweetened. I just like them because I think they're perfect like they are. Although yeah. my mother does make a casserole with sweet potatoes that is quite delicious, but I like to eat it for dessert. Like a is sweet it potato that like pie. fluffy one? The like fluffy sweet potato casserole that's basically like pie filling? A little bit. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. similar. She also, she also makes a pineapple that's almost like a pineapple souffle side dish that's amazing. So Whoa. Uh, wow. yeah, I'll, I like that for dessert too. My sweet stuff has to be dessert. Um, I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, what do I like to eat? For example, yesterday I was like, I need to make a sandwich. And I dug around. And what I had was some rye bread and hummus. And then I just put rye bread and hummus and a whole shit ton of kimchi on there. And I had that. Oh, yeah. And it was sensational. So I think there should be kimchi on everything. So are you into cabbage kimchi? Do you like... Or I'm really obsessed with cucumber and radish and like daikon kimchi. Those are my favorites. I love those. Yeah, if I can get them vegetarian. And there's a uh, a stall at the Union Square um, Green Market that often sells different types of whatever she's got that day that is like a vegetarian one. I love a cabbage. Uh, you know, the the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can just sit there and I, all sauerkrauts, kimchi is. Um, I like sour foods and vinegar foods and um, all funny colored desserts. So Mm. your greens, your blues, like anything that looks ridiculous. I'm like, give me that. Give me red cake and blue pudding and never met a dessert I didn't like. I mean, that sounds like an amazing Thanksgiving lineup. I feel like yeah. like you should just follow your heart and have a, a table groaning with a variety of fermented cabbages on one end and on the other end yes. just like like the pantone rainbow of mousses and puddings. Can I have a unicorn cake? Yes. Yes, you okay. can. But I have been so excited that you're coming, Ellen, because I am really dying to play another round of the game that we invented for you. <laughs> And I have been thinking about this like nonstop. So if you don't mind, could we play a round of would Trump eat it? Yes. No. Wait. All right. Here we I go. I do not mind. Yes, we can play the game. 
Look, yes. <laughs> Appreciate your <laughs> clarifying there. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Tomato soup. Yes. Yes, I think you would. I think it's I think it's ketchup adjacent. Yeah, it's like okay. a bowl of ketchup. Bowl of All right. ketchup with cream in it. Clam chowder. Yes, I'm going to go with yes. And he would probably eat around the actual like bits of chewy clam. But it's basically potatoes and heavy cream and salt. And I think that he likes those things. Asterisk Manhattan clam chowder. Oh, it's like a hybrid of the previous two. No, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Mm. I, I don't have a rationale, but it just doesn't feel like him. Lime sherbet. No. Ooh, no. Really? Yeah, it's too acidic. <laughs> I don't think he likes Ooh, mm, it has booze in it. So, um, and I... And and coffee, which does he? He doesn't drink coffee, right? He drinks Diet Coke. So I feel like yeah, I feel like tiramisu is a no. I think the dominant flavors in that are all things he doesn't like. What about a all fruit right. smoothie? Yeah, probably. Eh, no, I don't know. Maybe like under duress. <laughs> like the doctor comes in and says, "Sir, if you want to live, you have to drink this pineapple smoothie." Yeah, no, I don't. No, I'm not seeing it. I don't feel it. Like, <laughs> Dexy disagrees. Um, yeah, she she's like, I love a fruit smoothie. Lentil soup. No. Okay. I like that you're really focused on the soup. I know, well, and mm. liquid things in general. I'm really yeah. We're not chewing today. That's what we're not doing. Okay. <laughs> Fajitas. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Just on, on racist principle, he probably would not. I shouldn't say that, should oh, I? Oh, I feel like he would. Yeah. I feel like a fajita. I mean, it's basically a steak, right? Like, Yeah, you know the famous and he, like, And we know he's salad? eaten a taco salad. No, no, no. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to irresponsibly drop a, my conspiracy theory belief. I don't think he ever ate the taco salad. I think it existed primarily and entirely as a photo. I don't, yeah, I don't I think he ate that. it either. I, I just don't think he ate a taco salad. I don't think he's like, th- there's actual like seasonings and flavors involved in a fajita. And I just, that that are not That's just true. like sugar and fat. And I think that that would be too. Also, it's sizzles that might disorient him. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Butternut squash. No, no, no. I'm just, sorry, I'm back on what you just said. I just imagine it coming to the table and it's like, what the shit? What? What is this? It's alive. Sizzling. <laughs> it's like food that hisses back. <laughs> There's a line. I love John Mulaney, the comedian, and he has a line about how he used to watch television when he was wasn't supposed to, and he would turn it off. And he said, and that TV would still be sizzling like a glass of Pepsi. <laughs> and I cannot stop thinking about that. It's just the greatest thing to say. That's so good. And I. And the way he's kind of reacting to it, like, like, sir, don't touch it. Ah, but you put something on the table I'm not supposed to touch. What the shit is this? Um, yogurt dressing. Mm, 
If he is not told that yogurt is the base, then yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. I think that's about deception. Dill. Just like, stuff. like by on a handful something. or, um, yes, on salmon, it's, on something. Yeah, I think I think so. I think it's it's it shows up with enough frequency in like your creamy salad dressings that I think that he could probably handle a little bit. And the very last one, just a cup of hot tea. Just a cup of hot tea. Oh, no, totally not. No, no, yeah, absolutely not. He, no, never, never, absolutely not. I like not. how thoughtful you got, though. Well, you know, like, I went through this had- sort of mental... Like my my mental journey was like, well, first, like, is it herbal or is it not? And then it's like, well, does it really matter? Can you imagine him seeking comfort in a way that so obviously communicates the need for comfort? And I just I I think that he probably holds some like very bizarre opinions about what sort of person drinks tea. Like, you know how he wildly does not understand what a dog is? And what dogs do when he <laughs> refers to like other people, and he's like, you know, like he like jumped up and down like a dog, and he was like these things that he just doesn't understand. And like I feel like he probably also does not understand what tea is and who drinks it. <laughs> Hard agree there. I can for now sure. We're, now we're sitting at a table with him where he's been given fajitas and a cup of tea, and he's just <laughs> freaking out all over the place. Yeah. He's just losing his shit. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He's losing his mind at these fajitas. Wait, one more. Okay. Cotton candy. Oh, no, no. Because I, I, he's a fork and knife guy. It's gross. Well, no, he's like... Yeah, it's also he, gross. Can you imagine eating... It's like a spider web. Cot- no, it's not gross. It's delicious. It's sugar with air in it. But... <laughs> I mean, ingredients should not be air. <laughs> <laughs> but I know because he's a fork and knife guy always. And I don't okay. think you could fork and knife yeah. cotton candy. I think you could maybe try to twirl it like spaghetti. But um, all right. I think it's just a physical this impossibility. This is the very last one. All right. Yeah. Unicorn cake. No, fuck it. That's yours. He can't have your cake. Oh, Aww. 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 he Did can't you? have your cake. Helen Rosner, thank you so much for coming to our Says Who Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the casserole. You're very welcome. And for the undercooked turkey. I just want you to be happy. We're going to be never very happier <laughs> than when I'm. <laughs> Running in and out of the bathroom. Just, you know, bring a good book. <laughs> Maureen Johnson, I like Helen Rosner so much. Do text Rudy for for Helen. <laughs> Just come on. See, now that you know, you're never going to stop. Yeah, come on. You're Come never going to. I could just give him your number. Oh, oh, give or, him I mean, my I number? I could give you his number. I could give you his number. You could do it. I don't want to talk to Rudy Giuliani. What am I going to tell him? I'm Morton Johnson. I'm a YA author. Yeah. 
Maybe he has questions about YA things. What did you really think? What was your favorite Twilight book? <laughs> That's the kind of reference he would give because it's like, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, not sorry. Not even a little bit says sorry. Says Whovians. No, you're not. You're not sorry. Says Whovians. Says who is made possible by you. Wait, I got a question. Through you. Wait, yeah. I got to stop you. This is a real question. Because we've talked about maybe a project or something. And so I want to put a question out into the ether for says who. Especially since I'm down in Philly. So my mother, since retiring, has worked as a, she helps serve at a community kitchen in Trenton, New Jersey, in a very underserviced community. Um, this soup kitchen is based out of a church. So it's not like a, it's, it's a part of the church's mission, but it's not like a religious thing. Like anybody can come yeah. and eat the food. And a lot of elderly people come. For a lot of the people that come, that's the only um, kind of complete hot meal they get a week. She said that, like, what, for example, one man comes because that's the only cup of coffee he gets. And he really wow. likes getting a cup of coffee. And they also pack up extra perishable food for, they always call their, um, their customers, they, they call them their customers, to take home. And she said one day they had some extra eggs. And that's like a really valuable one. So she was, she, they packed up the eggs and this older man was excited to have his eggs. But when he got to the, he accidentally dropped a couple and he started to cry because he had lost his eggs. Um, they also have a kitchen of pantry to help feed the community. And she said when she got there the other week, the line was all the way around the block. They wow. only had 10 turkeys to give away. That somebody had given them 10 turkeys. The pantry was empty and all they had left to give people for Thanksgiving was beans. This, especially with the Trump administration, a lot of cuts in funding mean that a lot of these people are straight up very hungry. Elderly people, children, families, it's particularly hitting the elderly very hard. And I have been thinking nonstop about how, and they need, and that's where I give my money. Um, uh, to the to the to the kitchen and to the pantry, but I, in order, f this place is literally just people from this church doing it. Like if you give them twenty dollars, they take twenty dollars to the store and make it stretch to feed like ten people or twenty people or yeah. whatever. You know, they buy spaghetti, they buy spaghetti sauce, they do whatever they can. This is a real, genuine, almost literal hand to mouth operation, and in order for them to survive the winter. They need money, but they don't need it like such a tremendous sum. For example, raising $5,000 could go a long way to filling the pantry. And I feel like just through Says Who's collective mind, we could maybe figure out a way, a good organized way to get that money. And I just wanted to kind of put that teaser out there to you guys because this is my goal is to, by Christmas to get them the money to fill up their pantry for the winter. And I feel like I by love talk, talking to says Hoovy about this goal, like maybe we could get a good way to organize it. Cause it literally like you said, we send the money to the church. They, the, the pastor Renee gets in the van, they go to the store, 
store gives them a good deal on some, on some groceries and they, they just get whatever they can. But these people are hungry and I have, they have no overhead, zero. Like this pantry's being run out of a back room with a metal shelf in it. And, and my mom's one of the people putting the food on the plates. So um, that's the kind of mission I want to put out there is if we get maybe some ideas on how to organize or how to get some money in um, and then make the donation. Uh, that's, that's what I just want to put out there. I want to put that energy out there because these people are hungry. And I feel like maybe that would be a great community project. That seems entirely, entirely achievable. Yeah, Says especially Hubians. Thanksgiving. We all have, you know, hopefully all of us have enough food to eat. But, you know, when they're, when they're going in there, they're scratching around. They're like, here's a can of beans. This is all we can give you. Or if you're crying because you've dropped an egg or a potato, then, you know, something's wrong. So, um, yeah, so that's my goal. All right. Let's make it happen. I feel like I hijacked the podcast there for a second. <laughs> I don't know how to follow it up. You don't. like, you, But I will just... follow it up by saying, says who is made possible by you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. We are in the final throes now of finalizing the map of says Whovia with the amazing artist that we commissioned to it, make it happen. It looks so good. Oh my goodness. It's really pretty it's amazing. Really yeah. We, we took some of that Patreon money and, and paid an independent artist for her time and her work. We like that. Oh, man, I cannot wait to share it with you. We will be sharing some images of it on Patreon. I slipped one tiny one into Twitter last week, but we will have some more complete images of it uh, coming onto Patreon soon at patreon.com slash says who. You know, Maureen Johnson, I am thankful for people that have made this podcast happen. I am thankful for Ted Leo, who generously gave us our theme music low those many years ago and it continues to make me happy every time i hear it thank you ted leo he's never regretted it he's never regretted no it. well Hopefully. probably he has he probably has and i am incredibly thankful for darth who made our very first logo who we is right you. now he's in hibernation in hibernation darth but is in hibernation. rest well friend darth you are the grest we love you the grest I don't know what that was. I don't know how that happened. Thank you to Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, who's provided us some re a lot to think Good about God. this week. Oh, boy. Thank you to Dan, who will be texting Rudy in about another two and a half hours. Um, no, I won't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing after, that for Thanksgiving. After, after a happy hour, he'll be sending him a little say, hey, it's me. Oh, boy. Daniel Sinker. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion or just see photographs of Thanksgiving-themed guinea pigs on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you enjoy Says Who, first of all, you should subscribe to it through the podcast listening application of your choice, and you should review it. Leave stars and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, because they are the mafia of the podcast world, or wherever you listen. 
uh, it really does help. And it is incredibly wonderful to see reviews come in. So consider doing that. And consider joining us next Wednesday, December 4th. I cannot believe that it is December next Wednesday. Sure is, For our next episode. Well, we have more, because we didn't even talk about, Dan, in all of this, we didn't even talk about the impeachment hearings, like what happened on Thursday and... Well, the good news is, Maureen, they are starting back up again on December 4th in the Judicial Committee now. So... There's a brief respite, and then they keep going. And if you want to stay abreast of what is happening in the impeachment, especially when it's not on your TV every day, Try subscribe impeachment. at impeachment.fyi. <laughs> exactly. So proud. so proud of myself. Impeachment.fyi, and you will get an email from me every day. Just like I do. And maybe he'll send you some, like, <laughs> little snippets of his conversations with Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. <laughs> oh, boy. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from Philadelphia, where my dog is currently trying to eat a sofa bed <laughs> and looked like she was about to pee on the floor, but then realized that we're a big girl and we don't pee inside. <laughs> I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. I'm very busy. I can only reply to so many random numbers that text me. It's insane. It makes no sense, Maureen. None. It makes all the sense, Dan. It, uh, this Knowing this makes all the last three years make more sense than anything. <laughs> oh, shit. You're this right. This made more sense than anything I've heard. <laughs> oh, no.